There are hundreds of families who need help with their loved ones. As part of our Subaru Love Promise, Subaru of Gwinnett has partnered with Plan Pethood to help with animal transportation, adoption fees and clinics, and outreach vaccine clinics to help create a better world for animals. We've supported over 320 animals, 541 vaccinations, and 211 microchips during our Subaru Loves Pets Month initiative. To learn more about how we support our furry friends, go to SubaruofGwinnett.com. Now we are joined live and in living color by Stuart Sink's presence, and he's going to be a part of First Horizon Bank's Lunch with a Legend series hosted by Buck Baloo here at Bobby Jones, going to be facing the crowd here in about 20 minutes or so, and now you have to face us, and we have to be creative, Stuart, because nothing's going on in the golf world right now. <laughs> Very creative. We're going to try to be, seriously, your uh, initial reaction, aside from shock, when you found out about the merger? Well, I guess my first reaction right now is, I don't have a story like Ron Darling just told about his part in the movie. So. You can't top that. So, yeah. no, no, let's just go ahead and set the expectations. Expectations where they ought to be right now. That was great. Um, no, yesterday I woke up and um, kind of, well, when I finally started getting into the world and looking at the news, that came across the old email inbox, and I learned about the same time everybody else did. The commissioner sent all the players on the PGA Tour um, sort of the encapsulated version of what was about to happen about 30 minutes before the press release went out. Okay. So Were you well. on the 4 o'clock no, I wasn't. Uh, there was a, a player meeting in Canada yesterday at the Canadian Open, which is going on this week. And um, I, I had something else I had to do yesterday afternoon at the same time. So I, I thought about calling in and being a fly on the wall. <laughs> it would have been interesting, but I've yet to hear any results from the meeting. You, so you have not heard sort no. of how it went, if there was no. contentiousness or anything along those lines? I haven't, but I just would assume, because I've been in a lot of those player meetings before, there always is a little bit. And... Yesterday would have probably been at the height of it. If I gave you five minutes in a room of truth with the commissioner of the PGA Tour, can I ask what you might ask him or what you'd want to know or what direction you might want that conversation to go? Well, uh, my biggest question would be where'd the bout face come from? Because uh, that seems to be the company line for the last three years is, uh, you know, we're not negotiating and we're not. I've talked to him. I've talked to Jay a little bit about it and. You know, the I don't really know what to believe exactly, to be honest. I don't distrust Jay. I think Jay, Jay's a, a great leader for us. Um, but he's a human being, too. And so um, we're prone to change our minds sometimes. And uh, in the end, I think that what he decided was it's best for the PGA Tour and for golf as a whole to go forward as a partnership with this group instead of trying to be adversarial with them. And um, I, I, I really... I would ask him where the bout face came from, and um, who knows from there, really. I'd let him do the talking. Okay. Can I ask, if you were 25 as opposed to your age now, do you think your mindset could or would be different? I don't know if that's a fair question or not, but but guys in their quote-unquote golfing prime probably see it a little bit different than guys who've been around quite a bit. Is it is it fair to ask that maybe at 25 you you might have a different set of questions or a different conversation yeah um that's for sure fair i mean it, i don't think age really is uh, there's other guys that are 50 that probably have a way different take on it than i do too and i'm not even sure i have a take yet i'm not sure i fully processed everything i, I would be pretty excited if i was 25 because the future is going to be pretty lucrative i think for players who are going to play on the pga tour and perform well so um i if I was the 25-year-old version of myself knowing what the future was going to hold, I'd be real excited. And I would assume the pitch is, look, it's, from a business standpoint, great for everybody because we're all going to make more money. Where's the money coming from? Uh, that's a different conversation. 
It's a different conversation, and um, w- one thing we know is some of the money's going to come from the Saudi <laughs> sovereign investment fund. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things that we do know. Um, so uh, they're going to be a big sponsor of the PGA Tour going forward, sounds like, for a set number of years once the details are hammered out. And um, they're going to be, a, at first, minority owner of the new entity, sounds like. With the ability to maybe increase their ownership position, I don't know what that means exactly. That's some of the stuff we still got to let fall out. But it's going to be interesting to see how they merge the players that left and got paid a dump truck load of cash. And how, and they how about the ones who didn't? How about yeah. the ones who had? I'm the I'm the number 92 golfer in the world. They offered me 15 million. It's not the 80 million, but they offered me 15. You decide I'm not going. Now, not only do you not have that money, but here come 55 more golfers trying yeah. to take your PGA Tour card on top of everything else. And it, in the end, we in the middle of the summer, we have a room for 156 players. Right. That's as much we can put on the golf course for daylight, and uh, it just doesn't time doesn't allow anymore. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't take a math major to figure out that when you combine the live golfers with the current set of exempt PGA Tour players, that total is more than 156. Right. Someone's going to be on the outside looking in here before too long, and uh, the big question is, who's that going to be? And those guys are going to be in an unenviable position. I know it's not a union, but if I don't know if players are going to scream for a Monahan's resignation. I'm not playing unless you're not involved in this. I don't know how far any of that will go. But would you like a golf world where 50% plus one vote might actually control more of this stuff, or would that be throwing more problems into a situation? I think that throws more problems into the situation because you got a lot of golfers out there that are dang good at one thing. and. That's golf. And decision-making on long-term business, you know, real complex situations like this is not many of our strengths, (laughs) admittedly. I've been on the PGA Tour board myself for a term back in uh, around the time when the FedEx Cup was being birthed. So that was pretty complex then, too. And this is way more complex than that. But I was witness to how those guys on the other side of the board. Now, our board is made up of players and independent directors who are leaders from the business community. The commissioner is the executive of the board. He's not on the board. And so um, I, I saw those guys work, and it was amazing how sharp they are and how they considered factors that we would have never known to even go into. And they steered the tour in the right way in a long term. This is, we're talking like a five plus year vision. That's the board's goal, and that's their job. So none of us are good at that. We sit back and listen with our arms folded and take it in and understand and try to become better. When it comes to decisions about the rules or the policies inside the ropes, television, stuff like that, that's where we get involved. I don't think it would be good to give the players a big vote on stuff like this. Stuart Stink uh, with us, part of the uh, Lunch with a Legend series here at Bobby Jones. So. Where's the trophy from 09? Do you keep it right in the foyer as people come in so that's the first thing they see in your house? Right now, it I actually don't know where it is. I <laughs> can't remember. No, I know it's either where it is. The, I know that. I'd it's be wearing either the Georgia Golf, uh, Georgia Sports Hall of Fame, or it's at my house. Yeah. And I can't remember which one it is right now. I'd have a massive necklace, and that would be my medallion. <laughs> I'd wear that thing every place. I loan it out here and there. You know, I've, I've been very fortunate to receive a few of those um, the nods for getting into the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame in Georgia. And so um, I loan it out to them, and they put it on display in my little case. What's that like? Because uh, initially, I'm sure it doesn't sink in. You wake up the next day, no pun intended, Stuart Sink here with us. Does it hit home like when you wake up the next day? My goodness, I'm the champion of the Open. (laughs) It took me about eight months to take it out of the kitchen. 
It stayed in the kitchen for eight months. So every day when I woke up when I was home, I saw it. And, yeah, it, it did feel a little bit like that. And, and I finally eggs. got, I finally moved it away from the kitchen just outside the kitchen mm -hmm. to another room near the kitchen. <laughs> Were you afraid to touch it? <laughs> so, hold on. What's the truth about what's been in it? I had heard gravy. If it's in the kitchen, I don't know if maple syrup makes it. Like, did you ever use it? People have said that one especially. People have used it to pour out wine. You pour wine in it, you pour wine out of it. You get a chance. I mean, are you, are you in the club of... Things have been in it to get poured onto something else? There's been things in it. There's been things in it. I mean, it's a jug. Right. The definition of a jug is you put things in and you pour things out. So, yeah, um, one of my favorite stories was the last the last time we had it in possession. You know, you take it back after a year. I was going to St. Andrews. And uh, my friend Chad Parker from Eastlake, who I'm sure is a friend mm -hmm. of the show, he and I like to cook barbecue. And so we used it to uh, pour the slather over our pork the last night you know it was delicious and coming out of the jug we got some great pictures well there was also some other things being poured that night yeah. that were more liquid variety yeah, and sure at the end of the night i thought chad cleaned the jug out and he thought i cleaned the jug out so it goes right in the case uncleaned oh. we go to the airport the next two days three days later going through security and uh i know the guys over there at the atlanta airport and they said we know we got to check this you know because they wanted to see the jug and i was like take it on out so they brought it out and they were looking at it kind of leaning over getting a good look and all of a sudden the slather started dripping out the top and i was like okay guys we gotta go can i ask it it's a you've never seen barbecue sauce yeah. before did it smell like a dead body at that point or, or? Uh, no it's i think it there's three jugs there's three they say there's one there's three okay one with the champion one at the museum of the rna and one in refurbishment all the time so okay. there's a three-way rotation and so uh it's like new when you get it. All right. Last thing about Monaghan, PGA, Live, and everything else. Ryder Cup is sort of immediate. In your mind, is everybody now eligible? No more fighting about who goes to the Ryder Cup? Before we get to 2024, which everybody says, oh, this will all begin in 2024. There's still stuff to be figured out. Is Ryder Cup now back to, hey, <laughs> come one, come all? That is one great question. Um, and I wish I had the answer to that. But if it was up to me, mm -hmm. I would say, Let's let the best players from America play in the Ryder Cup. I mean, Brooks Kepka is obviously playing pretty good golf. He almost won the Masters, won the PGA. And um, do we not want him on the team? I mean, there's not animosity among the players that much. I mean, you see, yeah, there's a dust-up here and there. Rory and Patrick Reed, there's a golf tee being thrown, whatever. Okay, that's a bunch of garbage. But for the most part, when I see the live golfers, I don't have any animosity towards them, you know, in a personal way. I like those guys. I miss them. In a professional relationship, yeah, I have a little animosity, but... I'm a mature enough person, and they are too, to sort of put that aside. I want the best players on my team if I'm Zach Johnson, who's probably my best friend on the PGA Tour too. I want the best players on the team, and if that's Brooks Kepka, if he wears a live banner playing for whatever team he plays for, or if it's a guy who played on the PGA Tour, I want those guys on my team. Because you want to win above yeah. all else. That's yeah, what you it's all win. about. And you want to represent the country in the best possible way. Can I ask, would that be a, a great bridge to 2024? Is the Ryder Cup a chance to maybe bridge towards, I, with all the anger that might be going on and all the uncertainty, could the Ryder Cup be a way, for as much as I don't like you for the next handful of days, guys are going to be in close quarters. Is it a way to sort of maybe get together and go, we got a chance to make this bigger than it's ever been. We can start here and now to push to 2024. Yeah, I think it's a great idea, actually, and a, a facet that maybe not many people have thought of yet. So you're like a visionary. Oh, thank he you. always is, Stuart. He always is. We take his ideas Stuart. all the time. Well, listen, we appreciate you coming by. <laughs> Enjoy the lunch, the session today, and always great to see you. All right. Great to see you guys. And by the way, great charitable work in and around the city of Atlanta. It should be noted for a very, very long time. So congratulations to you. Our today. pleasure to do that. Thank you. 
There are hundreds of families who need help with their loved ones. As part of our Subaru Love Promise, Subaru of Gwinnett has partnered with Plan Pethood to help with animal transportation, adoption fees and clinics, and outreach vaccine clinics to help create a better world for animals. We've supported over 320 animals, 541 vaccinations, and 211 microchips during our Subaru Loves Pets Month initiative. To learn more about how we support our furry friends, go to SubaruofGwinnett.com. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team, build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. 